Hi everyone, Pastor Tony here. I hope you're having a great start to your summer. It is Monday, June 5th. We are into the green season. So as it's now June, we have four weeks here in June. I thought we could do a little Bible study uh, here online that you can catch up and catch in on um, at your convenience or whenever you get a chance. Posting two of these a week, um, going through by half chapters, the book of Philippians. So Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Um, we're going to take those four chapters and, and just split them up into half chapter uh, nuggets here. And then that'll be our sort of video podcast uh, Bible study that, that you can take hold of. So let's begin here in the book of Philippians or the letter to the Philippians. But first, let us offer a word of prayer. The Lord be with you. Almighty and gracious God, we give you thanks for your word. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit to be upon us and within us while we study, learn, and grow by coming to better know you, to better know your will and your way, to better know your direction for us and for your church through the words of Scripture. Bless us, Heavenly Father, with these words that we are about to read. We pray this in the name of our Son, in whose name it is the gospel that we preach, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Beginning in the first chapter of Philippians. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how, long, how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you to determine what is best so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So just to talk about, you know, as a, as a matter of Bible study here, a very sort of typical fashion for Paul to open a letter. Um, those first two verses, kind of the introduction, the salutation as we might call it, addressing who he's writing to, who he might be writing with or for, and then um, saying something like, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God be with you. These, these are typically the ways that Paul and the other epistle writers will start off their letters to fellow members in the church. And then also following that up with either a sentiment of praying for people or a direct prayer for them. And, and here to the church in Philippi, Paul gives a, a little bit of a mix in this. So it is both a description of the prayer and it is it is prayerful. It's it's more than Paul simply saying that, yeah, I'm praying for you. It's it's Paul exactly saying, you know, how and 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 what he is praying for his fellow saints in Christ. And and what are some of those things? Well, first, he reminds them um, that they are all sharing together in mission. Um, now, obviously, when you have to think about Paul and Paul's relationships to these churches, many of which he was uh, sort of the founder of. He was the apostle. He was the evangelist that went out to these places. 
And in a lot of ways, especially in that first century culture, there was a lot of weight and deference given to the honor due to someone who might bring you into the faith or, or bring you into a business, right? You sort of owed them something societally. And, and Paul lays it flat and flattens the, flattens the equation here and says, we share collectively in this mission together. Um, even though I'm in prison, even though I'm over here doing this work, even though I was part of the reason that you are who you are, saints in Christ, we share in this gospel together. And that's something that's tremendously important for all of us to recognize about the work of the church. There, there are not superstar saints. Um, there are people that we can commemorate and there are people that we can recognize as doing a really good job at following Jesus Christ or, or, or as good a job as, as we think they can be doing. Um, but the mission remains for all of us. And the hierarchies that we might find in other institutions, right, Jesus turned that on his head. What did he say? If you want to be the leader of disciples, the leader in my church, in my assembly, is one who serves, right? So it's not Paul coming in and trying to lord it over them. It's the exact opposite. He is letting them know we share in this mission. And, and that's important for all of us to know um, in our relationship with God, in our relationship with the church, we are sharing, sharing collectively in common mission together. And none of us stands closer to God than anyone else. Remember that. Second, of course, you know, sort of this effusive language and words that are heartfelt coming from Paul. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. Maybe this is one of those things we can also um, begin to integrate pulling out of Scripture into our lives together as sharers in the Word, as fellow disciples on the way and on the journey. Do, do we long for one another? Do we have a Christ-felt compassion for one another because of our shared mission that, that we are a part of together? We're not just members of a, of a nonprofit 501c3 together. We're not just people that happen to come to the same intersection for worship on Sunday morning. We here at St. Paul, and in concert and in unity with the church worldwide, uh, we are brothers and sisters. And how do we nurture and grow for that longing? And I think it probably begins, one, with recognition of that shared mission, and then is followed up by an appreciation of what the other is doing. You know, Paul Elsewhere talk about, you know, this, this body of Christ that we are members of and we are parts. How much might one hand um, be, be satisfied and, and feel gratitude towards a foot, right? It's, it's a metaphorical way to put it, but I think you get what I'm saying. That's how we should feel. That's our connection. And, and Paul, who is absent from the church in Philippi, feels that connection with them, even though he's gone. He wants them to know that. He wants them to know that. And finally, Paul is, is going to bring sort of his, his prayer and, and thanksgiving for the people home. And he is going to end with, and this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight help you determine what is best so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Paul's prayer out of deep affection and deep love for them is that they might come to better understand God. Because when we better understand God, we better understand that collective mission, our calling, and when we do that, we do a better job at following Jesus. Not a perfect job by any stretch of the imagination, but we grow. 
we grow into a fullness of knowledge, into a fullness of insight that continues to push and carry us forward to be followers of Jesus and to produce righteousness. Righteousness. Not so that we might save ourselves, Jesus does that for us, but so that we might accomplish the work that he has given us to do and left us to do while he has ascended to the Father and while we await for him. So this is the way that Paul wants to open up this letter to the, to the church in Philippi. He wants to let them know he cares for them, he longs for them, he loves them, he's praying for them, and his prayer for them is what? That they might grow in knowledge and wisdom and insight, and then they might ultimately grow into being better disciples in that mission that they all share together. And I think in a lot of ways we can draw here from this first half of the first chapter of Philippians that same sort of motivation for us. Can we hope for ourselves and pray for our brothers and sisters that they will also grow fuller in the knowledge and wisdom of the Lord, that they will continue to produce acts and works of righteousness, that they will succeed in their call as disciples? Why? Because we share in the same mission, because it's the work God give, has given us to do, and because it is the best for the world, our neighbors and our friends and everyone. So I do, I do truly enjoy this beginning that Paul offers here in this letter. It's one of his more sort of heartfelt ones. Um, sometimes Paul has to yell at people in the church. Um, here, here at Philippians, this is not um, going to be the case, at least not right off the bat. So um, we'll end there for today. Later on this week, probably sometime around this Thursday, we'll pick it back up with the second half of the first chapter, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So happy listening, happy reading, get into the Word. May the Spirit be with you. And until I see you again. God bless. Bye-bye.